Welcome to the Ivy Church podcast. Hello, Ivy Church. Hello, Ivy Church. Welcome to Ivy Church. For more podcasts and information about Ivy Church, go to ivychurch.org. Hi, I am continuing our exciting series on being a supernatural community, which is all about Jesus. In doing so, we are to eagerly seek to use the gifts of the Spirit as we become naturally supernatural in serving Jesus and one another, where being supernatural is an intrinsic part of our spiritual DNA. I would like to start with the basic truth of being birthed in the Holy Spirit, where Jesus, in his conversation with Nicodemus about being supernaturally born again, not by human hand, but by the power of the Holy Spirit. The Greek word used is pneuma, God breathed, which describes this wonderful experience we can have of realizing that God moves in, in and through us by his Spirit. Life in the Spirit is as radical and as unexpected as being born again of the Spirit. Now, I've got to share with you that, I think I've said it before, but the thing is that I, after six weeks of being born again, I then was baptized in the Holy Spirit, which helped me to become who I am uh, in, uh, in Him, in Christ. And that through Him, I am naturally supernatural in all the things that I try to do in my work for Christ and with the church. This brings me about the dynamic experience of placing a new order in our Christian walk and experience. That before we were born again, we were in our priority was the body, soul and spirit. But after the supernatural birth became spirit, soul and body, where our spiritual lives become an exercise of supernatural priority in expressing our service to Jesus and to each other through the gifts of the Holy Spirit. It is important that we have a great desire for the spiritual gifts. We must thirst after them and cover them earnestly because the gifts are necessary and important that we, by the will of God, having received the gifts, may be used for God's glory in our walk with him. So far in our exciting series on seeking the spiritual gifts, we have looked at words of knowledge, supernatural faith, gifts of healing, miraculous powers and prophecy, and distinguishing between spirits. I'm going to be concentrating today on the Holy Spirit gifts of speaking in tongues and their, and their interpretation, where it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 10, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues and to still another the interpretation of tongues. So what about speaking in tongues? There has been this cacophony of debate over many years between Christians and scholars about using the Greek word glossa as a description over whether speaking in tongues means speaking of foreign languages, which is what happened at Pentecost, or whether it refers to a heavenly languages that do not correspond to any earthly language. 
Personally, I believe that the kinds of tongues is a prayerful way of heavenly ways of communicating with God via the Holy Spirit. In a recent survey in the USA, it states that 25% of believers speak in tongues and the majority of these are from evangelical or charismatic churches. I'm not sure what the percentage is in the UK churches. I suspect that the low percentage reflects the situation in the UK. As I mentioned earlier, there are many views on the subject of kinds of tongues and interpretation. In one CBE church, the view on speaking of tongues was classified as that of Harry Potter language. In fact, many within the established churches believe that the gifts of the Holy Spirit only existed for the early New Testament church. This emphasizes the need for more teaching and use of the gift of speaking in kinds of tongues and the gift of interpretation. However, everything I will mention today has come from many years of personal study and meditation, also through observation, experience and in prayer. Speaking in tongues is a gift from God. Speaking in tongues is a legitimate gift of the Spirit and is defined as the ability given to a believer by the Holy Spirit to speak in a heavenly language not understood by the speaker. God has ordained this speaking as an un, in an unknown language unto himself as a wonderful supernatural means of communication in the Spirit. And as we speak to the Lord in the kinds of tongues, we speak in mysteries in the Holy Spirit. It is imparted according to the will of God. The gift of speaking in kinds of tongues is a gift from God given only to whoever God chooses. I am sure there are some of us listening, uh, asking the question, why can't I speak in tongues? This is a question that has been asked by many over the years. This question reminds me of a man that attended a church that, plant, that I was leading in Doncaster. And this man was a redundant colliery miner who was a wonderfully walking miracle of God's physical and spiritual healing by being brought back to life, literally from death's door. This born-again man was told by his Christian relative that he ought to or should be able to speak in tongues. When he couldn't, he became frustrated because it didn't happen and it became a disappointment and a burden to him. But needless to say, short while after, he was born again in the baptism of the Holy Spirit and spoke in tongues. If you are experiencing similar frustrations, I urge you please to prayerfully seek after the gift. I am sure that the Lord will give it to you according to his goodwill, along with the other gifts of the Holy Spirit. The great servant of God, Smith Wigglesworth, went through a time of being baptized in the Holy Spirit when he wasn't able to speak in tongues, he says himself in his sermon on praying in tongues, I used to think, oh Lord Jesus, it would be nice if you would let me speak. But Smith goes on to say, he withheld the gift from me, for God knew that I would meet many people who would say that the baptism of the Holy Spirit can be received without the speaking in tongues. And that people simply receive the gift of tongues when they receive the baptism. 
I did not receive the gift of tongues at that time, but nine months later. Smith Wigglesworth's experience comes that it is God's choice when, when and where we receive the gift of tongues. I was reminded the other day when I was on the computer with my grandson, Zach, where we were using the computer app called WeTransfer to download and transfer information. And that process of downloading the information is like praying and speaking in tongues in its interpretation. Lord, through the Holy Spirit, has, as we pray in tongues, are sending and receiving from the Holy Spirit hard drive or cloud, whichever you want to say, to our personal spiritual hard drive that provides the answer or direction that we uh, need in our situations. It raises the need to pray or speak in tongues more so that we can have opportunities for God to direct our lives and consequently our supernatural church community. So how do we use the gifts of speaking in kinds of tongues? There are a number of ways that uh, speaking in tongues are used in, and these are our prayer life, our worship life, and edifying the church community through the interpretation. Firstly, prayer life. In 1 Corinthians 14, verse 18, Paul says, I thank God that I speak in tongues more than all of you. He was thankful that he could speak in tongues in his personal devotions and in ministry. It helps in our personal prayer life because it keeps us continually aware of the Holy Spirit's indwelling presence. This it helps provide the, the cutting edge ability to be sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit's direction in our everyday lives. This in itself is bound to affect the way that we think and the way that we live. It gives us a way for us to pray about things that you would not think about praying or something that you were unaware of. This is highlighted in the life of Mahesh Javda in his book called The Hidden Power of Speaking in Tongues, where he explains how he was led by the Holy Spirit into praying in tongues one night. And after praying in tongues for quite a while, he went to bed feeling positive. The next day, his daughter Anna, who normally drives her car to school could not use her car so she took her mother's jeep and on the way she had a serious accident and it happened to be and had to be pulled from the wreckage everyone was involved in the rescue said it was a miracle she was alive mahesh explained that he believes it was his praying in tongues that night before that invoked the miracle that was received and very often when I'm praying for someone and I don't know what to pray about, by praying in tongues in the Holy Spirit helps me pray for a particular situation when I don't know how to pray about them. Tongues, it helps build and direct our personal journey and ministry with Christ. It says in Jude 20, But you, dear friends, build yourselves up in your most holy faith, and pray in the Holy Spirit. Yes, praying in tongues helps us to build our faith and trust in the Lord for what is ahead. An example of this is Ian Andrews, the Apostolic Director for the International Association of Healing Ministries, where he was moved to pray in tongues every day uh, 
to an, in his car whilst he was making the 45-minute journey to and from his place of work. This he did every day for almost a year. He didn't know uh, why, but he soon realized that God was building his trust and faith to begin the healing ministry that the Lord had directed him and was going purpose him in his ministry. Praying in tongues guides our prayer life in such a way that reduces the possibility of praying unscriptural or selfish prayers. Paul himself says in Romans 8.26, in the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness, we do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. And he, he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance with God's will. The Holy Spirit is not going to do our praying for us. He is sent to help us pray. Speaking with other tongues is praying as the Spirit gives utterance. It is a Spirit-directed praying, and it eliminates the possibility of selfishness in our prayer life. When we are threatened by physical or spiritual difficulties, the utterance of praying in tongues can have a very swift answer or response to our need or somebody else's need. A specific example of this will happen to in my time in Doncaster whilst leading a church plant where my youth pastor and myself were coming out of the building after a youth meeting. When we were confronted by a couple of agitated drug addicts with knives demanding our money, my youth and my, past, my youth pastor Rodney and myself instinctively began to pray in tongues. The response was absolutely amazing because with a f within a few seconds they seemed to take fright and began to run shouting out, there are too many of them. I believe they saw more than two of us at that time. Now we come to our worship life. Whether we are sitting worshipping in a small group or a larger congregation, the speaking in tongues is a, a divine way of invoking the spirit of adoration, exalting and worshipping the Lord. It's, it's a wonderful part of this move of the Holy Spirit through people. It is liberating because all begin to join together in praise and worship. The purpose of this is to lead the whole group into the worship and praise. It fulfills its purpose without the needing to have an interpretation. Although sometimes interpretation of tongues, which is purely praise and worship, does come and it can be so beautiful. I've experienced many of these times over the years. But one that sticks out in my memory happened at a men's business meeting at the Elam Bible Regents College that used to be in Nantwich. At the evening gathering, a man began to sing in tongues, which sounded like a heartfelt, wonderful love song to God, and others began to join in. The harmony of the tongues was so powerful, it just, it just so happened that the Holy Spirit gave me an interpretation, which I held on to until the end, because I was enjoying the praise and the harmonies. What are the divine attributes of the gift of tongues? Well, the first one, it has an individual distinctiveness. Over the years of speaking and listening to the sound of those speaking in tongues, 
there is, a there is generally an individual distinctiveness in the sound of the tongue spoken. It's amazing to think that even uh, in our individualism, we are joined together in one spirit. I've been told by Irene, my wife, and others that when I speak in tongues, it sounds like Hebrew. However, there are occasional times when it sounds like another language. If this happens, I just put it down to the Holy Spirit being in charge at that time. It is birthed and charged by faith. Whether we are talking, singing, or interpreting tongues, it has to begin with the exercising of our faith. And in my experience in leading and pastoring churches, I have found that many people who are given the gift of speaking in tongues or interpretation have a sense of uncertainty or reticence in doing so, which hinders the move of the Holy Spirit taking place. This results in the person in the church losing out when the, when the Lord wants to do, do or say something to us. Early in my Christian walk, I was encouraged to exercise the gift of tongues and interpretation because it helped me to grow in the maturity of my faith in using it. I remember being firmly spoken to by my pastor when someone spoke in tongues and I had the interpretation, but I didn't give it out. When I told my pastor, he said firmly and encouraged me to always give it out, even though I may have doubts. How, how else can I grow in maturity in its use? The gift of interpretation of tongues, that's our next thing. The great Christian author, Derek Prince, refers to the interpretation of speaking in tongues as the ability given by the Holy Spirit to speak in a language uh, understood by the speaker, the meaning of words previously spoken in an unknown tongue. Paul, in his dealing with those in the Corinthian church about the use of speaking in tongues, he uses the most, uh, most of the chapter 14 of 1 Corinthians to address the use of speaking in tongues to help edify the church community. Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 5, I would like every one of you to speak in tongues, but I'd rather have you prophesy. He, he who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues, unless he interprets, so that the church may be edified. He was giving a balanced response to those within the Corinthian church community regarding the issues of some that had elevated speaking in tongues as an ability above others as the mark of real spirituality. Those who could speak in tongues were seen as superior, as more spiritual than everyone else. And so Paul is addressing this idea of spiritual gifts and whether or not there are really are different classes of spirituality in the Lord. In chapter 12, he talked about how God gives spiritual gifts to every believer, that every gift is important, and that all the gifts are to be used to build up the church and serve others. But now in chapter 14, he's addressing the practice of speaking in tongues and interpretation. However, he doesn't negate the importance of the gift of tongues, just its correct use. When we gather together as a church, I believe the Holy Spirit has something to say to us, the church. 
If this, through the use of speaking in tongues, its purpose will not be accomplished unless it is followed by an interpretation. Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 5, I would like every one of you to speak in tongues, but I would rather have your prophecy. Yes, he goes on to say, I would that you would all speak with tongues, not some, but all. And that in the verses 13 and 14, that him that speaks in an unknown tongue, pray that he may interpret. When we hear someone speaking in tongues, we first pray about it, seeking the Lord for an interpretation of the tongue, that we are either speaking or, or, or hearing. The next step is to take, uh, listen to the Holy Spirit to speak to us. As I mentioned earlier, the interpretation may come as an image, uh, a thought, a sense of something, a vision, an audible voice. Then the next step is to speak out in faith, believing that you have received the interpretation. We must allow, we mustn't allow embarrassment or fear to stop that because everybody loses. In my experience, people, when they have the interpretation, they may get a sense of their heart beating a little faster or feel some sense of butterflies in their stomach or a sense of urgency in their spirit. Or as my wife Aaron would say, a sense of knowing that God wanted to do something. This will be followed by a few words coming to mind or possibly a verse of scripture. Like the gift of speaking in tongues, interpretation is exercised or charged by our faith. In my experience, I have, as I mentioned before, the interpretation may come in different ways. In my case, it may start with a few words or a sentence. And as I step out in faith with the initial words, the Holy Spirit will provide the rest of the message. So where do we go from here? I would urge everyone, as the title of this series says, to eagerly seek the gifts of the Holy Spirit. In particular, the gift of speaking in tongues and the gift of interpretation. To cultivate an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will inspire us as a vibrant church community to become naturally supernatural as we exercise the spiritual gifts in our lives. Speaking in tongues and interpretation are two of the vocal gifts that, to help us to communicate with Jesus and each other. Now, through the intimacy we have, will maximize our potential in becoming a supernatural church community. I'm sure that we all would like that. We all like receiving gifts at birthdays and Christmas. When you eagerly seek the spiritual gifts of speaking in tongues and interpretation, it's like receiving a gift. You don't know what, what you have until you act in faith. My dear brothers and sisters, I ask, as you ask, believe. I'm going to display a picture in, on the screen uh, of an image of a railway station which I used some years ago as part of the start course produced by the CPAS. I want to use to, uh, us to spend a few minutes gazing at it with these questions in your mind. Where are you personally in relation to the following questions? Number one, are you on the train ready to experience the journey into the using the spiritual gifts of speaking in tongues and interpretation? 
Or are you in the ticket office ready to buy a ticket in seeking to receive the gifts of speaking and interpretation of the gifts? Or number three, are you standing on the platform looking at the timetable, prayerfully thinking about whether you want to receive the gifts of speaking in tongues and interpretation? Well, for those watching on screen or perhaps online, perhaps you would like to freeze the picture on the screen and spend a couple of minutes or so meditating on it, asking the Holy Spirit to guide you to where you are in the relation to the gift of speaking in tongues and the gift of interpretation. If you need to share and pray this uh, someone, then please do so. But please do not delay because the Lord wants to equip you. And for those who are just, just uh, sitting on the sidelines thinking, well, I want to do more, then perhaps we can join together in small groups right now within the Didsbury and at uh, Cheadle Hume and begin to pray together and just share with one another where you think you are in relation to the image which I've shown on the screen. So I'm going to pray that you can receive those things. So Lord, I ask you right now to come upon us today as we seek to uh, exercise those gifts of uh, speaking in tongues and interpretation. Help us, Lord, to be mindful that we are a part of your will and your desire that we can become naturally supernatural in our lives and that we can take this gift and use it for, for the glory of your name, but also to increase the community that we live in by the spiritual powers given to us by the Holy Spirit. So, Lord, I commend us all in your hands and say, Lord, Holy Spirit, come and impart the gift of these gifts into our lives today. In Jesus' name. Amen.